Welcome to Rooted Reasonings, a podcast that explores plant-based living, holistic health and wellness from a diverse global perspective. We hope these conversations inspire you to live your best life. Welcome to another episode of Rooted Reasonings. Today we'll be discussing spiritual wellness. This is the second in our series of mind, body, and spirit wellness. We'll be delving deep into what really does it mean to be spiritually well. I mean, we hear people talk about, oh, I'm aligned, you know, my chakras are balanced. I am living my life purpose. But what does that mean? How do we go about, you know, doing that? What's your purpose? How do you find out what your purpose is? So spiritual wellness, just let's get really analytical here, is defined as being connected to something greater than yourself and having a set of values, principles, morals, and beliefs that provide a sense of purpose and meaning to your life. But the kicker is we then are expected to use all of those principles to guide your actions so similar to like the christian version of the 10 commandments you know like you're supposed to live by those commandments you know love thy neighbor as thyself etc you're supposed to let a certain set of values which is individual principles and morals guide your actions in life do you agree with that, Kataka? I mean, to an extent. I agree to an extent. Because for me, I think spirituality is possibly one of the most misunderstood things on the face of the planet. Like really like understanding like what that really entails, like the fundamentals. And a lot's going on there. I mean, so... I think a lot of backtracking needs to happen before jumping in it. Because for me, mm. one, I think we have to dispel a lot of the mysticism towards it. And two, for people to really understand that when they speak about this particular thing, when they say spirit and when they say spirituality, it it's something that's personal within you as well and not something that is so far-fetched and out there and, and, and something that is, you have to fight to achieve because at the end of the day we have to understand that spirit is our essential nature and i think that's the greatest starting point and to understand how that works and i think this show is going to we're going to go deeper into this but for me i think you know a lot has to be done to to really educate other people to understand and to be clear on this thing that has been very mystified and very ambiguous and a lot of clothes has been on it well i mean last episode you did say that you'd be speaking a lot so i mean guys he's gonna he has a lot to say as you know so just you know be prepared (laughs) um but spiritual wellness is something that we don't necessarily think about right we think about eating well we think about being physically fit um, we think about um, being successful in, in our employment, our professions, etc. But spirituality is not something that is discussed openly, right? 
because for some it's still very attached to religion, which is, you know, can be a really touchy subject for others. So it's not something that you'd be like, yo, so how are you doing? Are you spiritually well today, dude? Like, that's not that's not the norm. You see, what again, so I'll say this, eh? It goes back again to that ignorance of what it really is, because that's why it's important for us to understand that you are a spirit who has a mind and a body that are the tools that you utilize to function within life here as you experience it on a day-to-day basis. And we have to also understand it on a simple level that the spirit or the spirit realm or you, the spiritual essence of you is the primal area that causes things to happen. And in your physical and in your mind and what you can really feel and touch every day are are going to be the effects. That is where you're going to see what is really happening from the spirit, but it all starts there. And the fact that you mentioned religion, and I think what religion would have done over the course of our history is because it starts with the the monopoly over information. Because a lot of the, the, the spiritual teachers and gurus of the time and this, the religious institutions had a monopoly over knowledge, you know, controlled all the books. There were parts and time in our history where it was actually it was illegal to read and yes. to get certain information. Certain secret books were hidden in the in the temple where only some of the highest of men could have had access to. And then now, this church and the spiritual systems, some of them were created and corruption has, has been inculcated into those systems where the pastors, the priests, and so convince the people that they need to have an intermediary between them and God. Yes. Between them and the divinity. And you need to be come to this place every day so that I may lead you to the promised land. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, you now people forget that the spiritual journey of life and so on is an individual thing it, it's unique within your experience and ultimately the, the goal is for you to elevate yourself morally and to become the best version of yourself that you can be so what you said was really profound and it reminds me of a conversation we were having earlier this morning with a friend of ours where she was you know expressing her frustration in that she feels she has so many talents she really doesn't know which one to pursue, although she feels really compelled to, to. But the kicker is that she doesn't really have the financial means. And those were the blockages. Those were the obstacles that she relate to you. And you came back with. And I use the analogy of a snowball coming yeah, down yeah, Mount Everest and continuously building momentum as you go. And the process of building the momentum and getting bigger is like you committing because you have to commit within yourself that you want to align with the true purpose in life like not about the talk and all the hype and the post and the comments and all the the intellectual masturbation but genuinely when you're in the dark of night within yourself you are committed to that you're not committed to trying to get rich trying to get famous trying to be liked trying to be known trying to get glory but you're committed to that and the tools would come just as the tree, when you plant it, it's seedling phase and then it grows. And at different, you water a baby, your mom had to wipe your butt and, and feed your milk. Now look at you now. <laughs> so it's that same kind of process. And sometimes, I, you see, silence and stillness, don't underestimate sometimes how important it is to slow down, to be able to sleep and, and, and to think and to feel and clear and to really, you know, see what, what is real and what is not. No, that's true. That's true. Because um, if we take care, 
of our spirit, we will be able to experience a sense of peace, resiliency, and purpose, even when life deals us obstacles or challenges. So once you're steadfast in your purpose, no matter what obstacles are placed in your way, you'll be able to overcome them because you know that they're there as a stepping stone. Correct? Yeah. I mean, that's how I view it. Yeah, I mean, like, is it that you get broken or you rise? And you have to choose to rise because yeah, ultimately, you know. But you, while you were saying this, it brought me to a, another different point eh, of how in this modern era, people use spirituality and the spiritual realm and the spiritual sciences as a marketplace for their own personal and selfish gain. Well, yeah, similar to religion, Pataka. I mean, we'd be remiss to think. I mean, I was naive once and never again. Um, I'm baptized Christian, accepted Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, the homeworks. And it wasn't until I was in administrative position within my church did I really see that it was a business no different than any other business. There was a hierarchy, there was a structure. The, 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 the tide was important in order to get the business, the business, the church to run. And it was structured as such. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm even looking at it even deeper on the level of, let's see, someone praying, meditating, visualizing, whatever. Yeah. It's most of the time centered around them, what they want, the benefits that they want, the riches they want, and all of that as well too which is violate some fundamental principles of spirituality if you really go deeper and it's not for me to come and tell you as well it's for you to to learn as well because that's it for instance yeah all the things that we have in life all the gifts and talents that we are blessed with the f- whatever wealth and material resources that are that come to us is not really ours you know we are just given responsibility to utilize it in the best way possible for the benefit of those people around us so when we then get our like a talent and a little ability or so and we instead of using it to lift up our people and to lift up those around us and to really create light and and and, and so on around we use it only for our elevation on a personal level to say hey look at me i'm so great and i made it and that is a misuse of your power and energies that you that the almighty give to you nah i mean i hear what you're saying but for me and i'll go back to my experience in the church Oftentimes, pastor, spiritual leader, meditation technician, I mean, therapist, breath workers, tarot readers, whatever. I would like to think initially, politicians, for example, initially, most people start off with the best of intentions. They want to help build a collective. They want to enlighten, spread light and love, love and light. However, once fame and money comes into play, it takes a very strong person, a very dedicated person. When the, your, your followers go into the tens of thousands and the hundreds of thousands and you have people like hanging on your every word and, and not wanting to make a decision without your input and coming to you for this and that, it goes to your head. And it takes a very strong individual not to lose sight of what they initially started out to do with that gift, with that whatever. 
I hear a lot on cleaner. Because they start off meditating, sending visualizing in order to gain to benefit the collective. And things tend to change along the way for most. Not for all, but for most. Well, I, I, I agree. That is my experience. Well, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. But that is, again, that is the test. Because life is your examination for your spirit. The challenges that you would face are coming there for you to show what you're made of. If you're really about what you say. And you then must prove yourself in that instance. So the fact that they have failed in that regard means that you have to go back to the drawing board. And try to come out of that hole. Because once you are caught in that whirlwind of doing things for that for your selfish gain. It diminishes your spiritual energy. Because let me tell you something. The light of your spirit is the currency of life in you know? not the money and the glory and the fame you know? and you gain light when you do good disinterestedly when you do good for the sake of good and not for your own personal gain and benefit when you could really be of service and light to someone and when you do that your spirit gains that light and elevation and you are able to function on a level that is above the petty prejudice and the, the selfish war and strife and competition that goes on on a day-to-day basis. Easier said than done. But I guess this conversation rooted reasoning as well is to show that that is a possibility and something to aspire to. Well, I, I think it's something that we... And I go back to my, what I said. I think we all aspire to that. And many of us get lost along the way. Because even as, you know, little kids, you want to help, you're, you know, you want to share, you want to give, and then things change. We become more selfish. We, we become more taken in by the material. We become more obsessed with ego and, and worship right because even in church even with the pastors there's a sense of worship you know you you mentioned in the beginning the intermediary between um you the 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 person the parishioner and and god right so uh, pastor feels almighty all powerful the spiritual leader feels almighty all powerful like you know this person's coming to me for guidance you know and i'm guiding them and Somewhere along the way, they forget that it's spirit that's speaking through them, right? That's giving them the message um, for their client, the person that they're they're ministering to, that they're helping. So I think we most of us start off with the best of intentions, and again, some people just get lost along the way. And you make a, a very crucial point there as well, and even for little aspirants and. You know, people who are quote unquote going through their awakening process and so on. And we all have our stories where, you know, you're, you're trusting for certain knowledge and, and certain guidance. And you may meet a figure in your life who has, who, after you've been like so thirsty and starving for that kind of knowledge and, and nourishment, is able to give you some drops on your tongue. Mm-hmm. And then you now begin to look and venerate that person as. The best thing is thin sliced bread and you worship the ground that they walk on. And like I think sometimes that's oh, that's a major test that we all would face when we really try to commit to our spiritual journey and really like try to live up to our fullest potential spiritually. As the, the, the ancient Egyptians used to call it the spiritual cultivation and elevation of your spirit. And you you you, you catch yourself being like uh 
sometimes you might fall into the hands of someone that not necessarily malevolent, but may just utilize your goal ability for their own gain and you may find yourself being abused. And so I think also, Leslie, that's what I said earlier on, that stillness, that silence to be able to, to differentiate your internal spiritual communication, your voice among the noise and distractions and to be able to discern and to be able to set the prerequisite boundaries and navigate through this world in a way where, you know, you can walk down the paths of truth and stay in line and not get distracted and pulled away by the fanciness sometimes that may have a lot lurking behind it because, you know, you so want to be and you so want to be so magnificent and so metaphysically aligned. That I, you're... <laughs> I, I, think, I think that happens, but I think also, too, um, everyone has different spiritual gifts, right? I, I believe. And then they, you could come into contact with someone like, you know, the guru or the who has the gift of like prophecy because that's usually the one that hooks you, you know? And you have your own gift, you know? You're like, yeah, I got my gift. But then Sue, man, Sue can prophesize. Sue can tell you stuff. Oh my goodness, Sue, what do you see for me? She made you want to win the lotto. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it, there, that's just an example. So then you start really tapping into Sue because Sue can tell you things and tell you her visions and and a part of our human nature, I believe, is just wanting to know, like, oh my gosh, you know, I met Carl, he's so hot. He makes six plus figures. So Sue, do you think he's the one? Are we gonna get married? So, so you know, you can get into that revolving door where you're consistently checking in with Sue and Sue has a level of control over you because you believe that Sue is telling you things that you yourself don't know or you don't have the patience to really wait to see what unfolds in your life that you just kind of like want just to find out. So the level of ego is just like feeding this relationship that's sucking you because, I mean... You don't know whether or not Sue is really, you know, proficient in this psychic thing. Um, you can then just sort of whatever things are happening just like feeds into in your mind into what she's told you. So so it it becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Prophecy, exactly. So I think that happens often. I, another friend of ours shared how. So that's, and that's happened to me. Like I'm back in the day, I went to a spiritual Baptist from Trinidad, um, in Brooklyn. And you couldn't tell me that she was not on point with her visions, what she had to say, because she was, however, she, because she was, in the church, she used the church as a cloak for her work and then got people to like donate to her because she was so benevolent. She was giving to people, but she was actually taking my money and using it for her own means. Um, so we really have to be careful not to fall into those traps and not to step forth in a, in a, in your ego, like you wanting to know and your impatience and just like trusting 
and allowing your life to unfold as it should be and knowing that you are supported by the divine, that whatever it is that you're meant to do, if you seek that purpose, if you seek to find that purpose, it will come to you and you can rest assured that we're all here for a purpose. <laughs> well, I think also it, 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 even though it makes it even more challenging now within the social media era because everyone is like at home or wherever watching a screen and seeing the edited versions of other people's lives as well. Eh? Mm-hmm. And other people being very selective in how they express their life and what is going on and everybody is winning. Uh, the PR system, which is the the PR department, which is the social media, shows they are winning and they're living their best life and they're okay. smiling and so on. And then you feel that level of pressure because you is like confused as whatever. You're confused in your little room, crying your eyeballs out every night. You don't know what to do. You know, all your friends are flaming. All your friends are total flames. Going and, to Bali, yeah, Thailand. Going to a retreat, yeah, making that money. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, wow, but what's the purpose? And you're putting that pressure on yourself when you should just be patient, be still, and really source out yourself inside. Because for me, my, I could express that to you and people on the show. My spiritual life really opened up when, uh, and uh, my quote-unquote teacher, someone who uh-huh. I looked up to, said this to me you know, forgiveness. She implored the importance of forgiving people, seeking forgiveness from the people who I hurt, and really cleaning my slate. And it, I didn't understand it, but then I followed the instructions, you know. Uh-huh. So I called up all my ex-girlfriends, all my friends, family members. They even thought I was crazy because I was like, you know, I go back into the archives of all the times when I know in my memory where mm-hmm. I wronged them mm-hmm. and asked for forgiveness, accepted where I was wrong. Accepted, I was, I was, I was being, I, I, I was not the best. I was hot trash at that point, and you know, some of them, you know, they, they were very appreciative of the maturity. But and even for me, like people that around me, mm-hmm. and Leslie, my heart became, heart. yeah, my heart <laughs> became light as a feather, like a weight was lifted, mm-hmm. and around that time, things just started to. Uh, line up line up line up and things just shuttle like life became moved from being like a pressure to becoming like a a, a thrill and uh, an excitement every day you know because like my heart just fill up and even when i meet people and we have disagreements and things go around because you and i you know we follow it a lot you know we fight like cats <laughs> you know we have our disagreements <laughs> and stuff we are very passionate and strong and assertive you know what we believe in and so yeah. on but that never affects our working relationship. No. And so the goal is the goal. You know, it's so, beyond us as individuals, as beings. Exactly. But you know, we, I feel like this show we've been we've been going on a on, on a tangent. <laughs> and Spirit, spirituality is our topic, <laughs> in case you have not realized. Just gotta hold him back a little because he will go to places that we're just not ready for. In this episode, oh, we have to, but you have to do another series, man. I don't really like her, her having me on the program. Like, some things I want to talk about, like, you're giving me the red flag. But, anyways, let's continue. Um, so we're gonna hear from the amazing Tosh Mitch, an energy healer and alchemist. Hello, this is Tash Mitch. I am an energy alchemist and business alchemist. And so the question that was posed is, 
how important is it to have a spiritual practice? I think it's of massive importance to have a spiritual practice. Basically, science has shown that we are using 10% of our brain's capacity and the other 90% is being utilized. And they've talked about the 10% also being the human being who's actually reaching genius level. So the vast majority of people are using maybe 5% or 6% of their brain's capacity. For a very long time, we took that to mean that basically we were being hugely underutilized. But one of the things that actually has come to the fore, particularly as an energy worker and as a soulful worker, is the fact that actually the ratio that we're talking about there is more that we have 90% of ourselves in the universal field and 10% of ourselves in physical reality, meaning that actually if you take the five portals of your senses, so your touch, your taste, your smell, your hearing, your vision, you take those five portals or those five senses, there's only so much that you can take in physically of your reality at any one point in time. And if you try to take in all of the billions of information at any one point in time, you'll be unable to function, even though on a subconscious level, you are taking in all of this information. So then it becomes about how do you plug into or how do you access the information of the subconscious and unconscious elements. This is what we tend to call soul and spirit and divinity. So spiritual practice is really about finding ways to plug into that universal element of yourself, to plug into that um, formless element of yourself that is in the field of limitless potential, limitless opportunity. And to a large extent, the reason why you would do this is because it gives you a massive amount of presence. It means that you're very plugged in and very tuned into the reality that you're in right now. It also gives you access to what feels in alignment and what doesn't feel in alignment to you on your path. And it gives you access to greater elements of who you are than just this physical walk and this physical life. So there are elements of you, for example, that are plugged in maybe to different realities. And so you're able to bring more information into the realm of where you are right now. So let's just put it into like a real life scenario. You take somebody who might be a massively amazing musician and there's a part of them that actually is physically forming that music and physically playing that music. But then there's a greater aspect of them that's actually receiving the information of what the music is. And it's that receiving element of that information that then allows them to maybe bring forward different forms of music that actually people haven't heard before or that have never been seen in this in the, on this planet before, making them like this kind of massive success. But ultimately what they're doing is they're plugging into aspects of themselves that are in the universal field. And we tend to call that spirit. We tend to call that soul. We tend to call that divinity. And by having that spiritual language, we're able to plug in on deeper levels with it. So for me, this is one of the reasons why having a practice that allows you to cultivate the relationship that you have with the universal field, the relationship that you have with the creator of all that is, which is a creator of the entire universal field 
any practice that you have on a daily basis as ritual or um, conscious practice that brings you into day-to-day -day communion and communication with that vast majority of yourself is a reason why a spiritual practice would be very, very, very advantageous for anybody. So this is why I think it's it's of, of massive importance for you to cultivate a way to tap into and to speak to your spirit, to speak to who you really are. I hope this serves. Yeah, thank you, Tash. I mean, Tash, um, what really stood out to me is how in, important it is for us to really, like, take a step back and really look at things deeper. Because Tash made an analogy there of the scientific studies that were published in the past that said, you know, that the humans only use about 10% of their brain capacity and so on, and they don't use another 9%, and that's those that were on genius level. And then Tash you know, brought a, an important point that that 90% is that which we don't associate with the material level that's the spiritual essence which is you know plays a huge integral role in our life and sometimes we don't even look at it and give it time and attention and nurture it and how important it is for us to find that right formula within ourselves to ensure that our spirit is able to function and dwell effectively and freely within the body and mind that we have here and, and I think that was very profound and really kind of that, that, that analogy kind of really I um, crystallized the imagery in my mind. Yeah. In terms of how important that is. Yeah. And I think, you know, you often hear it. We are first spiritual beings. Right. And although our spiritual selves are often the most neglected aspect of ourselves, we really have to take the time to strengthen right our spiritual selves in order to live the type of lives that we want to live a life of peace and you know prosperity and abundance and that doesn't mean financial and material their abundance in a variety of ways because um god is the supreme intelligence the cause of all things god is eternal and God is in each and every one of us. And that's something, I mean, I'm going back to what Kataka said, that church and religion tries to remove that connection. You don't need an intermediary. You are divine. You are divinity within. So God is never apart from you. God is you. God is within you. So don't, you know, and don't take my word from it. Please do your, do your research to see that you don't need someone to pray for you or, or go to the priest to forgive you of your sins. I mean, um, you have a conversation with God. Like, talk to him. Talk talk to the creator. Talk to the universe. Go out into nature. I mean, it's all around us. Um, you're never separated from it. You're always supported by it. Well, I would say it unless you made a point about nature. And I think if we humble ourselves and, like, Humans not see themselves as the blessed thing since sliced bread. And even look at the plants who even teach us even greater, you know. The plants are an ultimate example of truly being in alignment with your purpose and being the instrument for the divine will of life and existence to flow. You would see some plants sometimes in, in the jungle. These guys and them plant 
so much of them fighting for space. And they decide, okay, so much of us here, we cannot grow wide and broad. We have to grow tall and maximize on whatever sunlight we could get. And everybody find the little spot and ensuring that it's functioning and they, they, they're creating the natural and juicy environment for rain to attract rainfall and to ensure that we have water and everything and they're working. All when we cut them down and we do the environment what we want, they're still there solidly, diligently growing and providing us with food. You understand? So for me, they show us how to really put service above self. How to really, you know, commit themselves to the divine will and just be of service and benefit to life. And I think if we really look at life like that and plants and all the things around us, the lessons are profound and they are there as clear as day. As one of my father's favorite artists, Bonnie Willis, said, said, you know, seek and ye shall find. Wisdom is found in the simplest place in the nick of time. So sometimes whenever you, I don't know if you ever experienced it, Leslie, you might just be on the bus or you might be doing a simple activity that you have been doing for a long time. And an epiphany just hits you like boom in your brains. And you're like, wow, you just get a download, or you get a in, uh, your intuition, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And you get a profound realization, realization of something. Yeah. And it happens like that. Yeah. 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 I mean, I've had those experiences and, um, even what you were telling our friend earlier, I, I, I can see that in my own life. Once I let go of what it is I wanted from a sense of pride or ego, and I, and I let go of that vision for my life and instead aligned myself with my true purpose, I experienced those avalanche moments like on a daily basis. You know that. It's like things just miraculously, well, I'm, I'm just saying, just come to you like here's this opportunity one opportunity two three four five six seven eight nine ten <laughs> yeah and i see that and even in this covid period i mean like for me personally it's it's been a tremendous period i mean i feel sad and down when i when i empathize with my brothers and sisters who i feel the pain on a day-to-day basis because i went out to, into the city today and i felt the pain and the desolation of some people who are going through that level of financial crunch and, and so on but for me personally this tough period for everyone has done so much for me spiritually and has and has and has pushed me to become greater in my spirit and and to really be more resourceful and creative and more innovative i could remember the first time in lockdown and we initiated the sequence of COVID kitchen time, COVID times, COVID as times. Sometimes soup getting cooked and soup staying in the fridge. Soup for three days, same soup, living on a budget, you know, subsisting on little to nothing and still having the energy and want to go forward. And, and like it, that just bring a greater strength and even the opportunities that come, helping people who may not have, who may not have money to pay for services and so on. And, all the whole nine yards. So for me, it's like life, you know, like when you commit to it and when you do, when you do so centered with your own personal goals and your own ego and, you know, trying to use people as pawns to do your bidding, but you generally create symbiotic relationships where both parties benefits mutually and there is reciprocity. It might not be in the same way, but, you know, I could give you what you need, you give me what I need and we function and we have that common understanding. Man, man, man. <laughs> Life gets pretty flames 
flames. Yes, I, 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 I concur and I agree. And I think this is our longest episode thus far because no, he I, wasn't I, kidding. I don't, so. I don't think so. But yeah. he, he, he wasn't kidding when he said he was going to really go in hard on the spirituality episode. But I ain't finally touch iceberg yet. So you guys send a message to us oh, if you think we should have like some more spiritual um, conversations. Um, you could send in your the discussions, your questions, and so on. Maybe we could do a, f- a Instagram live, a Facebook live, or something. He's or so could, ready. Or we could really go he, into he's something. He's so ready. Yes, uh, this is this is his thing, as you can uh, see. No, because no, because see, yeah. it's mm-hmm. as it's sad for me to yeah. to utilize the principles and some of the things that I know, and I could see they I see they working miraculously uh-huh. within my life. Yes, and that I see people around me who, if only they knew how simple it is to actually tap in and connect and govern and they not and they stumbling along the way. It hurts me. That pains me. And, and 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 I wish that there was a way like I could just like I wish I could just put it in a bottle. Like the love and the joy and the energy and just show it all around and everybody could miraculously get it. So for me guys, if you're interested in more conversations about spirituality, you have questions, you want things to find you wanna find out stuff and let's talk and let's explore. I'm more than willing to talk and to learn from you as well because it's not a situation where I go be your teacher, Leslie be your teacher, you be my teacher and, we, and no one being a student. We all are teachers and students in life and we all have something to bring to the table and we all can teach and learn because we all are endowed and blessed differently and in different proportions. So I am, I am, I am very passionate about that. So if you want to hit us up, RootsINT on Instagram hello.rootsint at gmail.com and let's talk thanks so much guys for staying in for listening in and you know continuing to support us we appreciate you have a fantastic week stay safe and stay rooted